Okay, welcome back to Snooze and Booze. This is Steve, and I'm joined by my co-host, Loaf. And this is episode 21, and we're actually recording on a Friday night. Uh, a little out of the usual for norm- Normally we record on Sunday nights, but we're doing Friday night tonight. Because um, you're going somewhere this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm going to be attending the FYF Festival in LA. Uh, tell me more about that. What is that? It's like a music festival with um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, indie rock, uh, I guess indie electronic, and a couple of, uh, I think there's some hip-hop people. How'd you there. hear about that? Uh, it was maybe two or three years ago, some friends were talking about it. Yeah. And I saw the lineup, I was like, oh man, that's pretty good. But they were all sold out by then, you know, it was kind oh, of Oh, so this is a, le- like a yearly thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's annual. It started back in 04, I want to say, but oh, I nice. just recently heard about it. Uh-huh. Um, let's see, uh, it's uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. Mm-hmm. See, they just added a Kanye to headline Saturday night. Oh, not bad. Because yeah. originally it was Frank Ocean, but I guess he backed out. I don't know why I didn't oh, okay. like, read yeah. into it. And Morrissey's doing Sunday night. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh, that should be pretty good. That It's funny because, like, it is impressive because they're big names. Right. I, I have zero interest in seeing any of those two headliners. <laughs> like, I really don't. Like, I really don't. I, I consider them both kind of douchey. I just, but even in the music, some of the music's, like, durable. But there, there's definitely, like... A thing for me when like you hear the person's real life fact and it shouldn't affect them. it should the their real life personality shouldn't come across the art that they bring right right because even from like the end of time like there's been douchey ass artists like painters and stuff mm-hmm. like man this guy's an asshole but look at the art Ooh, he's yeah. creating and but for some reason with music and with movies it just gives you like this whole arms crossed you know look when you're like okay what do you got for me you know what I mean? right, like, right, I, right, right. Um, I don't know it doesn't come across for me for like artists actual like painters or, or mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing but. For whatever reason, uh, like, uh, you know, musicians, it does it for me for some reason. Well, maybe it would have been like that if, like, you know, like, the technology and, you know, just, like, you know, the way, you know, uh, uh, like, so much of, like, you know, personal lives are just kind of all over the place, you know, through the media and whatnot. And yeah. you kind of, like, see, like, say, like, uh, Van Gogh was alive nowadays, yeah. you know, it'd be like, oh, I saw him at a restaurant, that guy was an asshole, you know, and just, like, talk about it. Yeah, but, I mean, you hear that now, and it doesn't affect the way I look at his art now. I still find, oh, it, yeah, right. I still find it moving. Yeah, and, but you know, even then. And I'd look at someone like, well, Van Gogh is kind of douchey, you know, and uh, Poe was the same way. He's kind of actually a douchebag, but I still think that, oh, the, you know, the shit he created or the poems he wrote is, is or, you know, some of the short <clears> stories, <throat> uh, they're incredibly moving, and it doesn't bu- bug me the way it does, like, like I hear you know hear Bruce Willis being a complete ass and now like anytime I see any movies I don't even give a fuck if he's they're good or not I just don't care because right. I you know it completely skews my view of that you know what I'm saying yeah I, I, I don't know what it is music and movies for some reason like if you hear the guy in their personal life is a douchebag I don't it, it just skews their whole work body of work for me maybe well yeah I guess so but I, I think like for some people it kind of adds to it like Kanye yeah and we all know like his you know like hyper egotism yeah but then you know I hear like his music, it's like he he has it you know he has. But I like, see that's the thing I'm not impressed and like you're you're being a super ego you have a you're a megalomaniac over this I'm not impressed there's a hundred there's not a hundred but there's a dozen of the guys who I prefer their music to you right right and I'm not saying you're not talented but but you're not talented enough to be a megalomaniac of justified that's the way I mm, feel about I it see. you know yeah I know he he does have that for me you know like, oh he does I, I listen to stuff and I'm like. Damn. Yeah. I can't. I can't hate on him for that. You know. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, maybe if he was a better, or maybe if, if, if the music he produced for me moved me more, then mm-hmm. I would. He'd be more forgivable. But it's not good enough for me personally. Right. It's forgivable. I see. You know. And you know. I mean, there's not not going to say that just because it's justifiable. Like people like. Okay. A perfect example. Axl Rose, notorious mm-hmm. asshole. But I. <laughs> but I love his music where it's forgivable for me. But how much more would I would I be impressed with him if he was a nice guy too? Slash, is, Slash is another. Slash is one of the night. You know, throughout everybody knows his as the nicest guy in the music industry. One of the nicest guys ever. Mm. And like for me, that makes me respect him so much more. Right. As a poor, as opposed to Axl Rose, which I just accept his flaws. Mm-hmm. For Axl Rose, I'm accepting his flaws because his music is so good to me. Or and for Slash, I'm respecting him more because his music is so good to me, and he has music. And he has character. that extra element too. Yeah, that, that's my You know who else? For example, hmm. two authors for some reason. For me, I think authors yeah. and painters are their assholeness or their douchebaggery, whatever is is forgivable. It's just musicians and as far as the art spectrum, musicians and movie stars for whatever reason. It's probably just like arrogance, like uh, maybe like a certain level of uh, elitism in society. Maybe no, I you know I think what it is, it's a fame factor. 
like uh, artists and um, damn, I gotta keep saying painters because they're all artists, uh, like painters or or or, or, or cartoonists, whatever. Um, and authors, they don't have that level of fame as far as like recon recognize. Uh, you're, you, you don't not one out of ten people wouldn't recognize them down the street, right? As right. opposed to musicians and 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 TV star or movie stars that you would recognize them because they're out there all the time. Yeah, it's like the focus is on them. Whether you know, maybe that's TV, why I don't forgive them. Social more media because that's another factor. Like, hey man, you're famous and and people love you know love you. You have no right to be douchebag as opposed to the other ones who are. Who are put this work and heart into their work, and they don't get the res- not necessarily the respect, but the, the recognition. Fame that, yeah, recognition. Thank mm-hmm. you. So it's a little bit more forgivable for them to be assholes, you know. But it, it could no, be no, I, I, I get know. you, yeah. I get you, I get you. Yeah, but just because, uh, just like so, so much of um, just the media covers like you know these you know just pretty uh, uh, Hollywood esque you know uh, celebrities, you mm-hmm. know, just you know, just like you said, just who you see in movies, who you hear on the radio. It's like constantly there, you know. Whether you're driving down the street, yeah, uh, like it's in your face, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, and it always is. So as at a certain to, uh, point, authors and artists or painters who aren't in your face, right? Yeah. It's like if you have to like actually go out and look for. If them, you know the you know, no, then you know them, right? That kind of thing, and I think that's why it's a little bit cooler. Definitely, the underground factor. absolutely. So maybe, it, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's no, maybe it like the indie world of of that art artist, something like world. that. Yeah. You know, they're so your outcasts, uh-huh. but still like. Uh, I don't know, personally, I think, you know, the stuff that they've created is going to last for, like, another 100, 2, 3, 5 yeah. centuries, like a Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, you're you know? absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, like I said, you know, I think that goes for, th- let's go away from artwork just because they're famous. Like, uh, people who are notoriously, like, um, you know, kind of assholes throughout history, but they were, like, like you know, just bring up warriors, like Achilles, obviously. Oh, okay. You know, just because you brought up the Odyssey, like, oh, Achilles, but he, he was, you know, uh, I wouldn't say, he was a woman hater and a womanizer, but, you know, he did these great, you know, like, that kind of thing, you know, and there's real-life versions of that. Right. You know, you know, uh, war heroes who, at the same time, they were kind of, like, this dick, they're just dickheads in their <laughs> real life, but whether in battle, it mattered. So it's for it's almost forgivable for people like that. I still think I just go back to the whole like movie star, a TV star, and, and musicians. Mm-hmm. It's the fame factor. They're out there on. They're the T, TMZ guys that are getting covered, right, right. You know, because um, uh, I think it's the same thing with um, uh, sports stars. Mm-hmm. You know, the douchebag factor. It's that borderline. You know what I mean for me. Because there's a few people who are douchebags there, and I don't like them. Even if their skill level speaks to to a certain volume, I'm not denying their skill level or their volume. But if they're like, you know, obviously I'm think uh, I'm talking about Mayweather, Money Mayweather, okay. who's just an infamous kind of dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and but but he's also undefeated. And and I and you know from coming from sports, I could argue that point too because the the way his style is defensive and as a point fighter, he's not really he's not an aggressive fighter. Mm-hmm. But Ronda Rousey, who walks that borderline for me too, because sometimes she's just a bitch. And like, <laughs> man, if you were a nice person all the time instead of sometimes, you know. And then at the same time, you got to give her props because she's being real. You know, she's not changing. You know, some sometimes she re- she wants to react like a, a like a bitch, and she's gonna react like a bitch. She's not gonna get you know <laughs> that no fucks given. I respect that. But it is, and her obviously her skill level is just so up there. It, right. You know, sports stars they border that line between like authors and painters <laughs> and musicians and TV stars. They're right there, right there on the border where <laughs> sometimes I, you know, I can forgive them, and sometimes like, dude, chill, you know, that kind of thing. I guess it's just the lifestyle that they're accustomed to. They can just like get away with that, just because mm-hmm. uh, it's catered to. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nobody that's gonna tell them, or maybe there are. You know, like people, like, hey, people that got to tone well, people down, that write their know? checks are. Yeah, you know, but. They, they can still do whatever the hell they want just because they can get away with it and they know they can. You know, going back to Kanye West and Morrissey specifically, it's funny because <laughs> them, like, uh, one's... Uh, they're both divas in, in the truest sense of the word. Mm-hmm. One, but one is because uh, he thinks he's better than everybody else and thinks he's entitled to everything. Right. And that pisses me the fuck off. But the other one's a diva based on his personal beliefs that he's trying to implode... Or not implode. Uh, uh, impose. Im- impose. Impose on everybody else. You know, obviously, I'm talking about like if you heard the infamous like um, 
the Staples Center thing where he because he was performing Staples Center, he didn't let any meat be sold in the concession stands. Oh, okay. And it's because of his beliefs, that right. kind of thing. Or uh, he was supposed to be on the Jimmy Kimmel show one time, mm-hmm. but it was on the same night as the Duck Dynasty guys, so he just kind of canceled on them, <laughs> like, last minute, as, hmm. just because he didn't agree with their politics. Right. And, like, yeah, you're being a diva, because, and it's not because you are you think you're better than everybody else, but you're being you're you're imposing your beliefs on everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as that, as those... Those Christians or those Catholics or those Jehovah Witnesses knocking on your door, you know, trying to like convert you, like, hey, I'm okay, man, relax. Yeah, right. It's kind of like that same mentality. So it's actually a little, you know, he's not as big of a douchebag as Kanye West is. Oh, right, Kanye right. West is just a fucking selfish asshole. And this guy's kind of just an asshole just because he thinks he wants everybody to believe what he believes and he's imposing that because he has a little bit more power. And yeah. I, not, you know, like I said, that's, I'm against that too, you know, so. I, you know, and it does it definitely skews the music that I like from either Kanye West. Right. You know, I have both their songs, uh, some of their songs on my playlist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like now, I now I'm skipping because I don't want to hear them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, de- it definitely skews the way I am able to enjoy the music prior to me you knowing right. personal lives. You know. Hmm. Interesting. Um, like uh, I remember he was supposed to play at um, where was it? I want to say it was at the Observatory. Mm-hmm. In um, Santa Ana? Yeah, Santa Ana. There you go. Okay. That's, I, I always get confused since, like, because every time they say observatory, I think of Griffith Park. Right, saying Griffith like, Observatory, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. They, are they, did they, when did they start to, are they talking about the light laser show? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm on my way, Pink Floyd. Pink yeah, Floyd, right? You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, I forgot exactly how the story went, but there was a band playing, I guess. Um, I didn't know, but there's, like, two stages. Only. Two rooms, I, I think. Yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. two rooms. And I guess, like, there was a band playing at the same time as him, and they were kind of loud or something. Mm-hmm. Like a rock band type thing? I think so. Mm-hmm. So I guess he started getting upset that, you know, like, it was, a, like, a distraction. Yeah. Not exactly sure what it was. So he didn't want to play until, like, they pretty much shut it Finished down. Finished your set or stopped playing? Uh, something. See, those, and that didn't kind of, like, oh, man, like, did it make you feel that way or not? Oh, uh, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, damn. Like... I guess I would try to put myself in his shoes, but then, like, trying to do that, I would be, like, for me personally, like, yeah. the person that I am, like, hey, it'd be, like, kind of, like, I'd have to, like, step on my own toes because yeah, it'd be, like, hey, they're doing their thing. I'm they're just going to do my coming. thing yeah, over here, you know? Absolutely. Even their fault, they were dealt this hand. You know, you know yeah. like, I don't have, like, his mentality, so I can't say that I know what's going through his head. But... Like, for me, you know, I just kind of just, like, roll with the punches. Like, hey, yeah. people pay to see me, you know? Like, I don't think I could... I have that mentality where I'd be like, like, oh, I can't do that. That's a distraction. I can't get in my zone or yeah. whatever it is that he's thinking, you know? I well, don't it's think definitely I do that. that entitled... Uh, you've been... You've been... You've been... People surrounded by you that are yes men for way too long. Because mm. that's definitely changed your outlook on life. And when you're surrounded by that by that kind of thing uh i mean dude it's the same shit like time it's just it's the same shit as pretty girls <laughs> times a hundred oh <laughs> you know okay what I mean? gotcha, gotcha. It, it, it's it's that kind of thing where they think uh it's just like i said it's just this form of entitlement like where you think like oh well i'm not gonna perform now so it's just so snobby you know just plain and simple is what it is oh, i got you and, 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 you know i you know to me it ruins the music for me to me it ruins the enjoyment because i have that that going through my head the entire time you know <laughs> And I'm not okay. Like I said, I just want people to be nice, man. I just want people to be nice. You know? That's the way I feel. Uh, I guess living that way for so long, you don't even know what's what That's anymore. That's what I'm saying, you know? man. You've been surrounded by yes, man, your whole life. Not your whole life, but huh. the majority of your life. It just it just changes your entire outlook on life. And it's uh, it's sad, man. You get you need that shot of realism in the, in the arm, you know? <laughs> well, sooner or later, some of them get them. They don't stay on top forever. No one does. No one does. You know? Yeah. But it's just sad that what this guy's like in his mid forties and you're still thinking like that. Come on, man, get grow out the grow fuck out. You know that kind of. Remember seeing him at Coachella a few years back, and um, like he performed, mm-hmm. but uh, throughout the show he was uh, saying how, um, how I guess like the food vendors. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. I mean, they were somewhere like in the. In the field or whatever, right? But I guess just like the direction we were like downwind from or upwind, like we were getting all the mm-hmm. sense from the food concessions. Uh, upwind, upwind, yeah. So it was like you know just all this like fried meat and stuff. Yeah. So he was Delicious. like comment yeah. commenting like throughout like he would even like stop because he said he was like kind of like getting a little nauseated. 
Oh, that's such a fucking... Come on. The, see, the way I feel about, like, that whole thing anyways, like, it's cool to be, um, it, you know, personal choices, right? Right. Uh, about, like, vegetarians or vegans even. And personal choices. And especially in this thing... Well, in this country, you can get away with that. You can... This is... Any first world country, you can get away with being a vegan or being a vegetarian and not be called out on it. You can, you know, you can do your thing and uh, it's completely respectable. But it's that... It, it's There's two, two kinds of people that are known throughout the world where they become, it's kind of a stereotype now. If you do, if you do CrossFit, and if, or if you're a vegan, uh, how much how much long into talking to somebody are oh, you gonna you are, are you gonna bring it up and tell somebody about it? Jokes about it? Yes. So like that's what if you're a CrossFit and vegan, which one do you bring up first within five minutes? You know, like that kind. Of, it, it is a running joke about it. You're, you're, no, you're, no, it's a like a, a like a vegan and a somebody else. I right. walk into a bar. Yeah. And everybody knew because. Because they tell somebody it was, about it. It, right was, away. it was something <laughs> like that. You know, it was like yeah. really like a, almost like a one-liner. Yeah, I could say. It I was could. just like that because. Because uh, they're notoriously known for that. They want to tell you about it. I found this mm-hmm. way about like people who do like hot yoga too. But like regardless of, you know, it's just that kind of thing. Like, okay, they're imposing their thing and they want to tell you about it. Like, it's almost like, oh, I'm doing this now and I'm doing that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like. Okay, relax. Uh, who who won the Kings game the other day? Huh. No, like something like that. You want to change the subject right away, or huh. excuse me, you don't even want to like. I didn't bring it up. They brought it up, and they just because right. they want to let you know that like, they're into it. And it's almost like I wouldn't say that they're they're trying to say that they're better than you, in, but they want to say like they have something that's just theirs or that they're all into over you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm you know like I said, um, and that's just a stereotype. But for the most part, um, I don't have a problem with any. And obviously, if that's just your you know, life choice. If you want to be a vegan and eat, you eat what the fuck you want. I don't give a fuck. Right. But when you're trying to tell me, um, you know, this whole Morrissey effect, when you're trying to tell me your personal uh, eating habits, I don't even want to say beliefs because it's not a belief structure. It's not a fucking faith or anything. But when you're trying to me, you're, you're, you want to tell me your diets or your eating structure and you're trying to impose it on me, like, okay, I'll, 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 I would listen to it once and I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, oh, that's cool advice or that's, that's cool knowledge, but any more than like I'm good, thanks, man. You're like you keep right. coming at me now. Not only am I am I skewed away from that anything that's like in towards that kind of belief or mind structure where I even even if I was considering being a vegetarian or a vegan, now you just caught me. You swayed me off from it right, completely. Right. You know, just because you kept being aggressive about it and be kept throwing it in my face, like you know, I don't want it. That's how I feel. He's coming off of specifically. Just kind of like um, I think it just goes goes back to um, just like your parents telling you to do stuff and you automatically just rebel over anything that they have to say any authority like this kinda, yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. you know that, that's just the way it is i think it's just like that uh mentality that just kind of sticks with you and just kind of evolves with you throughout yeah. you know your life at least i know like i do that you know mm-hmm. somebody tells me to do something and it makes me not want to do it you know mm-hmm. it's like the more you're nagged at it it yeah. just becomes frustrating absolutely yeah 100 and especially when it's something like where it's a personal choice, right? <laughs> like, no, I don't, I don't agree. I love red meat, man. Stop, you know, like <laughs> that's what it, it, so. In this specific case, it's even worse. I don't know. That's how I always found about that. But you, you yourself, you don't eat meat, right? Right, I don't eat meat. Is that like, uh, like, um, no, I wouldn't say just because you, you you have a love for animals, or is it more just because health choices, or what? What would you say that was? Um, dismiss meat is murder. I'll oh. just change my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I'm not hitting on that. I have like one of the greats. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, um, it's a. Uh, it but see, like, here's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not even 100 percent sure if you don't, because you don't impose that on anybody, and you don't bring it up all the time. You know, because every to like, teach their own. You know, yeah, like, that's, that's exactly me. the mentality like, you have to, you're supposed to have about something, right? It uh, like it comes back to this uh, Simpsons episode. Simpsons all the time. Um, Lisa. Yeah. You know, where she becomes a vegetarian, like, the whole episode, you know, she's telling, you know, Homer what he can and can't do, and mm-hmm. they have, like, this whole thing. But then it's towards the Not end. Not even bacon? Not even ham? Not even pork? <laughs> they all come from the same animal. Oh, surely, so there's some mythical... A wonderful, an- magical animal. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's I still to this day, I, I bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, at the end of the episode where... um. I guess, like, there's this, like, turning point for her where she's, like, all fed up with everybody trying to get her to eat meat and this and that. She's, mm-hmm. like, like, I can't fight it anymore. So she runs to the Quickie Mart. Mm-hmm. And she, like, gets yeah. a hot dog and she eats it. And she takes a bite. She's, like, there, is everybody happy now? Then a poo comes out and he's, like, oh, I see from your exclamations you like my tofu dogs. 
is that tofu? He's like, oh, yes, no meat whatsoever. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, he takes her upstairs and they meet uh, Paul and Linda McCartney. Right, because most Indians are, uh, like, oh, is that vegan or vegetarian? Or, or they uh, just don't eat cows in, in... Yeah, you know, because they're yeah. sacred to Hinduism. They don't eat cows or, or pork, I think, right? Pork? Is that... That's another, like, cleanliness thing. I right? think so, but oh, I mean, okay. I, I, I'm just... I'm trying to remember why Hindus... I don't think they eat pork or cow, either one oh, of those, okay. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I know, like, cows for okay. sure, but okay, other than pork, I don't know. But, um, you know, they get into this whole thing, you know, where they talk about it. About like her vegetarianism and um, there's this uh, bit of advice that uh, Apu tells her, and he says that you know that that uh like he doesn't like is like he doesn't you know judge people you know for what they do or what they don't do or whatever he's like you know you can like pretty much like what he said is that you can set the example you don't need to like hassle people about the way mm-hmm. you think that they should live their lives just set the example mm-hmm. like if anybody you know example, like right, yeah. right. And, and if anybody you know like sees it and you know it's like it has that effect on them like they can make the choice for themselves yeah just by you like exposing them to that right not like you know just like trying to shove it down their throats because that's not a, you can't really communicate you know what you want them to mm-hmm. or what you would like them to you know do or not do with their lives you know mm-hmm. Just, you know, you do you, and if, you know, people, like, agree with whatever it is that you're representing, it's like, oh, they'll follow along. Yeah. If they make that choice to do so. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's, a per- that's a perfect way of thinking. See, on The Simpsons, yeah. teaching life lessons Seriously, forever. Seriously, ever and, since I was a kid, man. And, you know, and I had friends that weren't even allowed to watch The Simpsons. They mm. were missing out on, and they're the douchebags nowadays, trying to tell people what to do. Huh. Not, um, the way I always felt that about that specifically, like, there's a few things that I always felt were, like, yeah, you can have that mentality, because you're allowed to, because you have a first world, you're living in a first world country, but you can't tell me that somebody who's starving to death in a third world country is not. You're gonna tell them that it's wrong to eat meat when they're when they're literally come on, when they're actually gonna get me. Yeah, you're gonna tell me that you're you know you're not you're gonna tell somebody else who's starving to death if he's not allowed to kill an animal or hunt an animal to eat so he can feed his family that's starving to death. You know that's that that's and that's when you're taking it back down to evolutionary roots. Oh right, you know, right. and this is what I mean about first world problems. And really, I'm bringing it in to to Caitlyn Jenner, and uh, I know this. Wait, how did you get there? No, no. But what I'm bringing in, because uh, there was actually an, an uh, kind of an argument, kind of a debate, kind of a conversation, really. But we were talking about how it started as me defending her, and I still am. But uh, between what brave is and brave isn't. Oh okay. You know, because there's like, oh, how brave of her for doing something, you know, for coming out, and and it is, it absolutely is. But uh, but they were talking. But the the guy I was talking to, who was arguing with me, he was a uh, he was a war veteran. He didn't know I was too. He didn't know I, you know, I, you know, I'm in the Marines or was in the Marines mm-hmm. or whatever. And he and he's some army dude or whatever. But he's telling me like, no, dude, uh, you know what brave is? Brave is like grabbing a gun, and going and fighting for a country when you're overseas. This keep in mind, he's not a he's he hasn't hunted overseas. He's just in the army. Uh, so well, he's you know, but it's okay. I mean, I, you right. know, you're serving your country, but just so you know, like he doesn't have sand in his boots, as as the expression goes. And I'm like, you're, dude, you're right. That is brave. This is, this is a tip, different kind of brave. So it started as me defending him. And then I was just, what I was explaining to him, like, this is a first world problem kind of brave. <laughs> this is something that, do, like, do you really think, like, I'll, what, uh, I'll use Africa as an example. Do you really think people who are starving or just trying to get by day to day in Africa are worried about whether they feel feminine inside or not? <laughs> they're not. That's a good point. They're, they don't give, I mean, even if they do, it's not nothing they can do about it because they're worried about getting their next meal. Or if it's a guy with a family like uh, like uh, Bruce Jenner slash Caitlyn Jenner, he's not wor- he's like just because he feels like he should have been born a woman, he's not worried about that. He's worried about feeding his four kids that he has back in his village back at home. So he has to go out there and risk his life to do his thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and it, and it, it's really like you have the luxury to have this problem. Right. You know, it's more that and and he's because he's wealthy enough he can afford to have this problem. There's actually this book called uh, Warrior Princess. And it's by a former Navy SEAL. Zena? No. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but it's by a former Na- Navy SEAL who became a transgender, who became a woman. Oh, I see. Who be- and he, this guy's fucking, like, straight up. Like, I think he was in country when I was in country. He's hardcore. Uh, you know, he's done, like, five tours. Oh, wow. uh, That kind of thing. You know, like, uh, career Navy SEAL. And and yes. I remember him the when he first came. He was telling a story. Or he writes in the book when he first came out in the to his, like, friend whatever um they're on they're on his boat fishing and they're just drinking beer you know doing anything and he's like i'll be right back and he goes down to whatever his chambers comes out in a dress 
And he's like, and then the, his friend like, what the fuck? And then he's like, yeah, I, you know, I like to dress like a woman. I feel like a woman, whatever. And like, and his friend's just like, oh, all right, get me another beer, will you? <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> nice. the end of that. Nice. And and it, there was this whole thing where like, um, I, like he goes into it, but like really when you're in battle, and it's and it really is true. Like you're war, you're you're like I had I had a marine friend in my, you know, just like when when you're when you're gay or when you're transgender in his case. It, it, it really it's not even an issue it's not even a big thing like oh well, who gives a shit you know well was that thing from big daddy watch oh. a different kind of porn now but that's about <laughs> it <laughs> but and it's not even an issue because it's it's not about that you know what I mean? right. it's about having respect and love for someone who's got your back and you got his back and right. everything else is you know is secondary to that and uh damn I, I actually scoot away far from the thing about the bravery thing but anyway it's a, it's a first world kind of bravery Mm-hmm. And it's as opposed to somewhere where it's you're it's a literal kind of bravery, but not to say not to take anything away from you know Caitlyn coming out because I'm sure that's going to save a lot of lives where people who are thinking of committing suicide because oh, right, they right. feel that way and in school they feel like coming out and this is going to help and it's going to help them like oh shit they have a role model they exactly. have something yeah a famous definitely. person is coming out on TV who was a man forever. And famously a man, not just Olympian, someone, yeah, you know, Olympian, 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 then a TV reality star, like famously a man, and now is becoming a woman, and people are accepting of her. For the most part, people are accepting of her. Great, that's awesome. Now they have, they have someone that, that it gives you courage to do the same thing when you're in high school. But let's keep it on perspective. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're you know, like I said, Africa, South America, with these countries where you're literally like having to either hunt for your food or you're literally worried about the drug cartels, whether you're going to live in certain cities. Where Civil War, man. Civil where you're, War. Oh, Rwanda, shit like that, uh, where you're going to make it to next week or not, and you're just trying to get food and money for your family, you're not worried about whether the fuck you feel like a woman inside or not. Right. Or whether you think God made a mistake or, if, you know, the universe made a mistake and you feel like, you know, you're, that's not that's the least of your problems. Right. You know, you need to take care of essentials first. And that's the difference between first world bravery for second world bravery, and that's oh, also the difference between, like the, the the whole vegan thing and the and the vegetarian thing. We're allowed to have these issues with something, you know. And this, 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 this you know, it's, it's tricky because this is a, this is a um, a country where a, a lot of shit gets talked about. It, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of shit gets talked about our politics and the things we do, but we're allowed to talk shit. People always forget that, you know. People, those flag burners, those flag stompers. Uh-huh. You forget that you're allowed to do that, and you're allowed to post about it, and you're allowed to. Um, it's one of those things like just think about what you're doing, and by all means do it in protest and do express your beliefs by all means. But remember that you're allowed to do that in this country. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, no, I get you. It's I one of those you. things people take you. a lot of advantage of because they haven't had any like. They haven't been in a situation where you or know anywhere like, else. They haven't oh, known shit, it. Like else. they're gonna, you know, chop my hands off exactly. if I do this. You know, yeah, where it's very, very possible in other countries. Actually, that was another argument that came up with a, a marine buddy of mine. Where like, <laughs> have you seen those videos about those stop, flag stopping videos where, and people people responding to those videos? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't think so. It, it was actually mostly after like Ferguson came out and after. Um, uh, this is in my country or something like that so that people would stomp on these flags and whatever. and a lot of like former veterans and former service members would come out and say things like if you don't like this country if you don't if you're stomping my flag then get out <laughs> and, <laughs> and I felt like you fucking moron I wanted to tell like these and I wanted to tell like in an educated way and I didn't want to say it like you're being dumb you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. but because they are service members and I want to respect them but dude this because uh, this is the number one thing. I didn't fight for this country so you can stomp on my flag. And I'm like, oh, my God. You literally did fight for this country so people could stomp on this flag. We right. literally fought for this country so people would have the freedom to do that. You know what I'm saying? We, right, right. This is, this is exactly what we fought for. We fought so this country could be still free of, for protest. So people who disagree with government... Freedom policy, of speech. Freedom of speech. So people who disagree with government issues or government policies can express themselves. I, do I agree with them? Fuck no, I don't. That's so fucking rude to anybody or mm-hmm. anybody who fought for this country. I feel that that's so fucking rude. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell them to get out of this country because that would make me hypocrite. No, this is exactly why I fought for this country. So we can you so you the fucking moron who doesn't know what you're doing, who doesn't realize that you're able to do that in this country, are doing you know that kind of thing. So I'm not going to be the you know I, I I'm not going to be that guy that's going to say like hey if you don't like this get out you know come right, on right. man like think about what you're saying you're not even you know that that's the way I felt no I get you mm-hmm. almost like um, 
Uh, can't think of a good analogy, but it's just like a, a very juvenile attitude, almost like a little kid. Yeah, well, both of, both views are being a little kiddish about it, you know? You're literally, the person who's stomping on the flag is literally like, dude, you're allowed to do this because you're in a free country. And the person saying, like, and the person that fought for this country is saying, like, if you don't, if you want to stomp on my flag, you can get out. Like, dude, you're being a little kid now because right. <laughs> it's just two little kids throwing rocks at each other when you're, you guys are both being dumb, you know? It's like one's throwing a tantrum and the and other's... You're like, oh, but she bit me first, you know, like, oh, <laughs> right, come right, on, right. man, like, like you guys are both being little kids about it. Yeah, that's the way I feel like. No, I get you. I've been that talking too sense. long. Go ahead. You got something else? You know, go ahead. Oh, I had a point. Oh, man. I had a point. Like, it was just waiting there, but it just... Uh, I have been talking too long. Blank. We can say something if you want. Um, it, it was uh, in trying to add on to something that you just said. About the uh, the flag stomping or the the vegan thing or the uh, first world problems. I think it was, like, like probably like one of each. <laughs> to be honest, okay. well, I mean, you, I mean, um, you, 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 obviously, you, you have an opinion on either one of these things. Which one um, do you want to tackle? Well, like for the vegan thing, mm-hmm. you know, like because you mentioned how, uh, like, like on an evolutionary level, yes, you know, um, like of course, you know, like, uh, you know, like the way you know, like uh, people have teeth, you know, like mm-hmm. it's you know mainly you know to grind plants and this and that, you know. We're not made, they weren't designed, you know, for us to eat meat. Mm-hmm. If they were, we'd have fangs. And if we were actually, you know, um, uh, like meant, quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm. to eat meat, you know, we'd be able to eat it raw just like any other, you know, carnivore would. Well, I think that did the, I think the jaw evolved from the uh, Neanderthal uh-huh. um, because I think they were, like, I think heavily meat eaters and then evolved from there to something else. And, uh, the Cro Magnons. Um, no, I think that was before Neanderthal. Was it? Was it? I think so. But I'm saying like uh, it evolved where our teeth got less and less, and as from you know vice versa, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because uh, I read somewhere that you know again you know I uh, started like an anthropologist mm-hmm. saying how like the majority of the time you know people were meat. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, herbivores, plant yeah. eaters. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean to go to touch on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's. There's a theory out there that that's exactly how we evolved from eating uh, mushrooms and uh, going to, uh, you know, hallucinogens oh, right, right, that evolved right. the mind. Because, you know, from you go from, um, let's go back to the ape. Like the ape that took mushrooms, had a trip, completely opened his mind and kind of like, uh, right. it's kind of like his version of taking the pill. You know, the alpha male, the alpha pill or the Lucy pill oh, that, gotcha. you know, that makes you smarter. It was, the mushrooms were that version of that for the uh, Neanderthal or the Cro-Magnum hmm. monkey, you know. Interesting. Uh, because we were herbivores, you're right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, um, uh, at least in the beginning, yeah. And, um, yeah, depending on the season, you know, especially when, when um, food became scarce, you know, during the winter months, mm-hmm. you know, like they had to, like the way you said, you know, it's like they had to make do with, with uh, what they could. And if there weren't any plants available, of course they were going to go out and hunt. Because, yeah, exactly. Because during the season, no plants were no available. No plants were available. So they had to eat something. They had to, you know, feed themselves, feed their families, whoever, mm-hmm. the tribe. And, you know, they, you know, did have the ability to eat meat. Uh-huh. But, uh... That's actually how you got the separation between hunter and gatherer. From mm. that, from that, from the season specifically. Oh, okay. Because people keep thinking, like, oh, well, the man goes out and hunt and the women gathers. Or some of the lesser men would, would gather and some, only the alpha males would hunt. Mm. That's actually not true. Like, right, the, it's just whatever was available. The hunt, yeah. you, you, the hunters, in quotation marks, would probably, like, they said that based on regular other villages that were like that, they'd really only be able to hunt. You wouldn't hunt every day because you wouldn't catch something every day. Right. You'd really only hunt like once a month. And then you'd try to make that last. And then and you'd mostly be living on the gatherer's food. That's the right. Yeah, mm. that was the m- majority of the diet was, you know, the from plants and berries and that kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah you mostly lived on that because you weren't able to you know how fucking hard it is to hunt an animal with a rifle now imagine doing it with a spear or a bow and arrow you know <laughs> so like it was that kind of thing yeah um but uh, yeah you know it was uh just saying how um you know like that's pretty much you know how like it was it wasn't like so much the evolution from then till now Mm-hmm. But I mean, just because you know it got so plentiful out of, to the point where we can now like harvest. Yes. And you know, like, like we can, like you. I mean, you go to the store and do what like people would like fucking risk their lives for, you know, thousands of years ago. We could just go get you know a T-bone steak and everything's. That invention actually is what, uh, like, the invention of harvesting and the invention of uh, farming. Farm mm-hmm. actually like a, a legit farming. 
it's what changed the whole landscape of people no longer having to be nomads. Because up until then, all hunter grabs started were all nomads. They'd go right. where the food was. They'd go where the animals. That invention of far, uh, farming your plants, your crop or crops, mm-hmm. is what changed the landscape. Now people were settling, and because you're ha- you're having a crop, it had to keep animals in a certain location. They wouldn't travel or migrate anymore as much. So now, in everything, kind of, uh, I don't know how many hundreds and thousands of years ago. But that's what really, really changed the landscape for everyone. Because even in the Middle East, where it's extremely hard to farm or harvest, oh, right. you still had that nomad society going on. It was only in fertile lands or uh, where you had now villages being built, and that's how you had eventually cities being built. Yeah, and metropolises. It, and then you, and then politics come into play. You know, everything oh, yeah, came just, from the invention of farming from, gotcha. from plantations. It was really, really interesting the way it all evolved from from like this little <laughs> hunter gatherer thing. Uh, back, yeah, it's really, really oh, it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. There's always like an origin, and it just kind of like stems from like the tiniest like. Yeah, and it's, it's it, I always love that. It's so it's a, it's almost like a, what do they call it the the fast cam when you're watching like a little you know they used to do it the uh, or slow time whatever they call it. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, what the hell did you call that? Time lapse. Time lapse. It was very nice. So they like when they put a seed and they watch the the plant grow over like a year and you know right. time lapse it. Yeah, it's kind of like that for like people in general, you know, society or art, you know, just the evolution of people in general mm-hmm. not necessarily from Cro-Magnon or you know the evolution in Darwin sense but just the evolution of a society the way it was to build them it's fascinating to me no it is yeah. definitely definitely and it's little and it's really just technology how it's how quick it's evolving and it's definitely diminishing almost like a like a like a the square root of something it, um you know it's a, it took a thousand years for us to get here but then to the next step it took only 500 years and then to the next step from there only 250 years and then right. from there it only took 125 years you know and it just keeps diminishing right so and that's why i feel like the where we're at now with society and technology like dude 10 years ago uh, you had flip phones, you know, and oh, look right. how you know that was just ten years ago. Now we're here for you literally have a mini computer in your hand, right? You know, and it's no longer. And ten years ago, that that computer that you could have in your hand was just dial up, which it took ten minutes to load. To oh get man, you remember that? Anybody that knows the fourteen point four like modem like yeah dial up struggles like it man, took, it took you like twenty minutes to get one picture loaded up. You know things like that. Like, it used to take me like at least twenty to thirty minutes, like on a good day to like download a song. One Dude, song, one song, yeah, and how quick it is now, where you can you can actually preview, you know, just and then uh, everything keeps getting diminished and diminished. It, it it makes it gives hope for the future, like like that Star Trek, Star Wars future, <laughs> like it's coming, man, it's coming, and you know oh. things like that. It's it's fascinating to me. I love that. I love that shit. No, just uh, mentioning that it took me like twenty minutes to like download a song. Mm-hmm. I remember in uh, my physics class in high school, uh, in the in uh, the classroom, our uh, teacher he had a i don't know like for all those who are familiar with it he had a, like a t1 internet line yeah which was like fucking fast oh okay like, like i downloaded a song like in five seconds it was like dsl back in the day <laughs> oh it's actually faster than dsl oh really oh, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous i'm telling you like i downloaded a song in like five seconds like you know like even with like yeah like a dsl line you could probably you know get it in, like definitely less than a minute you know yeah but but it'll it take was, a few moments but this yeah. was like instantaneous wow like it was just like a trip like i like it downloaded faster than I could think of stuff to download. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? That's awesome. That's I'm a just good gonna be sitting there dumbfounded, <laughs> like, all right, I give up. I can't. That's a good problem. Like, way too, way too fast for me. But uh, you know, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but um, there was a show on I want to say it's a Discovery Channel. It's called Life After People. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. You know, like originally it started as like maybe one or two like two-hour specials, like mm-hmm. one of those, but then they ended up making it into a series. Anyway, at the end of one of those specials, it said that, like, if, like, from the dawn of time, you know, Big Bang Theory or even before, you know, to the point we are now, like, if we were to, you know, like, ratio it to, like, a 24-hour day. Yes. It said that people have been on this planet, or since, like, their existence, like, uh, humans have existed for a minute and a half. I could see that in yeah. relative, right? Right, right. Rel- it's all relative, relative terms. Know? Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those just like trying to think, like, how, like how do you stretch that far back enough? You know, I mean, all yeah. you have is like a twenty-four hour day and a minute and a half. You know, you're going back to Big Bang Theory, though, right? Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, um, and I think about it like in a minute and a half. Like, what the hell do I do in a minute and a half? Yeah. Like it probably just passed me by. And I didn't even know it was a minute and a half. You know, like I just said, it's like is it like over thirty minutes? And I didn't. I just realized it when I looked at the timer. You know. Like, um, you remember that, uh, part in Watchmen 
Yeah. It was uh, towards uh, where, the end. Um, and Dr. Manhattan is talking about time being... Right. Know, mm-hmm. Where he says, you know, there's... The past that is like, the present, is the future. It's all, all like that stuff, same, man. Yeah. A- amalgamation like, of time. But uh, just like this one thing in particular where he said... Where uh, I think it's like, right... It's, it's during that part where he said, you know, like, he's witnessed, you know, things that, have, that were so small and happened so fast. Like, you couldn't even tell that they happened at all. Right. It, it, just like that... That thing itself, like for me, it's just like one of the. It always like stuck with me. Time specifically for me, the way I always feel like, because you're always living in the moment, right? Or we're always living in the present. We have a memory that could be a memory, or it could be an implant, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then we have a future thought, and by the time we're to that future thought, like let's say I'm trying to think of like an hour from now, before I know it's going to be an hour from now, but it doesn't. But I don't feel it because I'm always living in the moment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So time to me with the human mind, it's almost like. It's almost like we're not in the same dimension. Okay, <laughs> guys, we're not. Because time is the fourth dimension and 3D is the third dimension, obviously. We mm-hmm. know that. We're living in the third dimension and time is the fourth. But it, all, it, it seems to me like we're, what we're living in is a perpetual moment. Like, I just was born right now. And I'm always... Because I'm always existing because I think therefore I am. That kind of thing. Uh-huh. So you're always existing in time in that moment that you're existing in. Because you're always thinking of that moment. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're always living in the moment. And the way I... So it, it, it almost makes... It almost makes you like instantly immortal because you have no reference of time itself. As soon as you're self-aware, you're talking about AI being self-aware. We are try making yourself self-aware first. You know, know mm-hmm. your. What does it say on the in Daphne in the Oracle in old Greek mythology? Mm-hmm. It says above the before you enter to see the Oracle. It Delphi. Says, Delphi. Thank Delphi. you. It says know yourself or know thyself. Know thyself. And I'm it like that to me is is being self-aware. Or it, and I the way I used to explain it to my kid or to myself and then you know now my kids but like learn how to critically think about something. Once you learn how to critically think of something, you can break down into patterns and everything is is um, everything is mm, how would you say, explainable to you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about it now. Like if you if it, we're always always living in the moment, that means there is no beginning and there is no end. You know what I mean? People because you're used to thinking. Oh, you live, then you die, or because everything is that's ever created always has an end. You have this fear of mortality. You have this fear of death, mm-hmm. always lurking over you, and you create things to compensate for that. You create dreams. You create religion. You create whatever, just because it's your own fear of death, and you're so constantly trying to create something to extend that. Oh, but there's an afterlife. Oh, but you know it doesn't matter. Hmm. Whatever you want, whether that's real or not, I'm who I'm not one to say. But don't worry about that. Worry about living in the moment because you're always living in the moment. And if you think of it like that, you could, you're always five years old in that moment. You're always twenty years old in that moment. You're all, all We're always thirty years old because I'm always the age I'm existing now. I have always ever been because mm-hmm. it's my whole mind you know, in general. And if you think of it like that, we're always going to be immortal. <laughs> I'm, I'm right now. I'm I'm fucking eighty years old, celebrating my birthday. Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, and I'm always going to be that moment because. And I'm thinking about the moment when I thought that. And I was, you know, 30, th- doing a podcast with my buddy. You know, that kind of thing, you know? Like, every moment that you live in is, like, some kind of, like, parallel. Like it's it just perpetually existing. Yes, exactly. Like, it just builds up on itself from, like, I guess... Uh, or they never existed. Because I'm always... So, the moments I had... Even, like, 20, 20 seconds ago when I thought about this, <laughs> it didn't even happen. I'm, I'm just talking to you right now. So, right. you know, it's that kind of thing. Just try to enjoy the moment you're living in now and think of it like that, where time has no value over you. Because you're always existing and you're always thinking. And then you can, nothing. Life has no hold over you. You know what I mean. You're no longer, you no longer put barriers on yourself between right. beginning and end. You no longer have those goals or set those boundaries where you're like, oh, I got to get this done, or if not, I don't. You know that kind of thing. You, you're past that now. You know you're even evolved past, you know the um, the conceptual way of thinking. You know? Right. That's the way, you know that's the way I feel about. It. Um. So, damn, who said it? Like, um, what does it mean to exist? Is it the fact that you're like you can consciously, that you're consciously aware, just the way you said it, you're consciously aware that you are aware that you're conscious? Yes, of your consciously awareness? aware. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and really, you go really back to that whole the OG fucking old school philosophers, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, all said the same thing. I think, therefore, I am. And if you go back to that, it's really super simple, and you don't never pay. Most people will never pay it a second thought. Like, okay, whatever that means, mm-hmm. or yeah, that's what he meant. No, no, no. Break it down. You think, therefore you are. That means I'm thinking, and I'm thinking that I am, and I am because I'm, because I'm thinking. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's it's that kind of thing. Okay. Perpetually existing in the moment and realizing that 
is going to make all the difference between everybody who's not thinking that way. You know? Hmm. And that's not even getting into the whole whether they exist or not between the dream world or, you know, that kind of thing. That's not even getting into that. That's just you as your guys yourself living that life in a whole, thinking of things in a whole different way. Hmm. It's all that. Yeah, it's just, it's all interesting. It's just, like I said, different ways to view the world. And this one specifically is viewing the world from the outside or technically from the inside. Oh, very <laughs> yeah. <nice. laughs> uh, existentialism. Man, that you know, existential that's one of those things where when I first started having just different thinking different think things differently and trying to I remember literally having this like trying to talk to somebody like, Oh, did you ever think about that? And they're like, No, what what do you mean? And it was just like and I couldn't explain it. I didn't right. have I didn't have the uh, I guess capacity or you know vocabulary or even, no, I mean, I didn't, even you I had it. No, yeah. you had it. But no, no, no like, I'm talking about when like shit, seven years old, and I'm trying to explain to my friends at elementary class. Like I don't know how to explain it. No, know? but you had that awareness. Like something yeah. clicked in yeah. you that maybe it just hadn't clicked to anybody else around you yet. Yeah, so and you wouldn't know how to express that. But it's really only because my exposure to TV and movies and like these ideas are out there. They've been out there, and they're right. and they're looking for someone to please. Please uh, think of this, you know, or, please, you know, they're, that's how I feel about, like, the universe is trying to get, they're all out there, you just gotta look into them. Like, I'm, dude, I got this episode from, a, from I mean, I got this um, idea from an episode of Batman, and I, it's out there in fucking books where it goes into detail, you just gotta search for it. Now, with the internet, no excuses. Right. Our generation has no excuses. You, It's out there, just please, look at the abstract thought, man. Look mm-hmm. at a way to think of things differently. And it's there for you. Meta episodes. Fucking the show community does a few few episodes where it's like, was I dreaming? Was that really happen? You know, there's constantly move inception. Constantly movies where it's getting you to think differently about life, you know? Right. You know, just just look past what's being shown in front of you, look through it, and it's there, man. The message is there. The universe is trying to tell you something, you know. Think of things differently than you than you're used to thinking of them, you know? Yeah, but you know, like maybe like say like like everybody has like you know the same like capacity yes. to to become aware of that but for whatever reason i don't know either they limit themselves or maybe they're in an environment where it's just not there it's not not a thing there's no more excuses like that would 20 years ago that absolutely what you're saying absolutely but there's no more excuses with this internet age oh no it's definitely free, not man like before you had the library go to the fucking library and just look at you know, the standing on the shoulders. Still go to a library. Yeah. Standing on the shoulders of giants type thing. You oh, know? gotcha, it's gotcha. There for you, dude. Now with the internet, it's so much. Now you're just being lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, Google like, search, you know. Like okay, so like say yeah, like the internet's there, but um, say um, it all like comes from like whatever you know impulse like sparks something you know to like think. You yes, know? yes, absolutely. And be like, oh, like maybe I was, like walking down the street and I saw like maybe like a couple there and I heard them say something. And I was like, what? They're like. Or maybe like a word that I hadn't heard from or mm-hmm. of before, you know. So say I you know go home and like Google it just because you know I just right. want to like mm-hmm. know what that means. Right, right. You know, go on Wikipedia. You could be on Wikipedia for like days, you know. Rabbit one hole, thing man. leads go through to the rabbit hole. YouTube's like that too, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially with you know the similar videos, suggestions. Whatever. I still like do, yeah. But um, I guess it just depends on the person, you know. Mm-hmm. Where uh, that thirst like, for knowledge, whether it's there for you or not. They mean pretty much, yeah. you know. Like instead of doing that or you know going on like maybe some tabloid site because that's what maybe you know that person wants to know about like, yeah oh, what's this celebrity doing with this other celebrity and i mean whatever you know that takes them to mm. but I, like maybe just because i don't know like to me it would just seem pretty limited it's just you know just almost like a like a sense of uh like voyeurism yeah you know yeah absolutely but it's just i don't know just Maybe that's, like, their connection to, like, a lifestyle that they might want mm-hmm. or something that they might want to experience. Like, that's the yeah. thing. But, like, just for me, that would just seem kind of, like... Redundant. Like, like yeah, Point, like limited, yeah. definitely, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just not really something I care about. Like, yeah, it's just right. like, oh, what about this idea or this movie that I saw? They were talking about this thing and I want to Because you get no value from something from seeing, you know, something you have no interest in. Right, also, uh, yeah. Either if it's too shallow or too materialistic, it just Absolutely. doesn't do it for me. Materialistic, that's where you hit the nail on the head right there. I think once you get past the point of, like, um, money not having the same value that it used to, that kind of thing, you get... Mm. Like, you know, actually, it was a movie. It was Blow. The movie Blow. Oh, nice. Depp, and it was what Ray Liotta's dad said to a thing that always hit me to heart. And I was like, man, it's oh, all right. Oh, yeah. And what does he say? He says, money yeah. isn't real, George. 
you know, and then what? Uh, and then he's like, "Well, pop," you know, he's talking to the recorder. Right, right. At the, like, at the very it's end so of the movie, sad. that that's a great movie, but it's, definitely it really hits you emotionally. But his um, money isn't real, George. You know, money isn't real. And he's like, "Well, yeah, pop," after like forty years and film marriage, you know, all this right. like he's talking about his life fucking up. Like, I finally get what you mean. And it, I remember just that part hitting me, like, "Damn, he's right, man. Money isn't. It, it, it's a thing like a value. The, what do you? What do you value? Do you value? And it, it kind of like I applied it to to like my life then." I didn't even still my life now. Like, what do I value? Do I really want a fucking new watch? Who gives a shit about that? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, know? right. Uh, or do I really want a fancy fucking car? No, I really I don't. What I want? You know what's cheap? <laughs> fucking beers are cheap. You know what's what is cheap? Beers and drinking with my homie, having a conversation. You know, that's yeah. what's cheap. You know what's cheap? Going to the movies with my daughter and having a conversation about the movie afterwards and how it affected her. That's cheap, and that's more of a value to me right. than me fucking posting on something about, like, oh, check out my new uh, what, whip, whatever the, the term whip. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That, 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 and, and to me, it became, like, that That holds nothing of value to me. Oh, that, that That's not nothing of interest to me anymore. Right. Seeing someone put something fancy on where comic books are cheap and my, my fucking graphic novels are cheap. I'll go buy that shit instead. And I'm taking something from that, you know? Right. Uh, but it all came from that, you know, like I said, movies. Movies are cheap, you know? Absolutely. But in yeah, what I, and you're learning life lessons from these things if you know how to look for it. It's mm-hmm. there, man. That movie, you know, some people could look at that movie, Blow, amazing film, and they're like, oh, yeah, it, look at it as another Scarface. Badass. Okay, right. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, he was a drug kingpin. Whoop de whoop. That was awesome. And some people could look at that movie and take that away from it. Like, money isn't real, George, you know? Or whatever. Still life lessons about trusting people or your friends betray you. You could, you could, if you look for it, it's there, man. Those, those le- life lessons that you, you can take with you to right. heart are there. You just gotta look for it, man. You know, it's not always in your face. Maybe you gotta look between the lines, you know, and that kind of thing. But it's there for you. Just, just try to look a little bit harder. Squint your eyes a little bit, man. You know, it's there for you. Well, I mean, sometimes you don't even have to look. It just hits you. Yeah, right, right. And if right. you let it, like, if you, like, you know, Open don't, like, reject it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then it, it, like, it got its point across, you know. And that's the way I feel now, man. Like, a guitar I could buy for 20 bucks, man, in Tijuana, and I can still make the same music that somebody else got it for a guitar for $400, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way I feel about it, you know? You know, it's that kind of... Whatever the conduit is, like, the conduit is irrelevant as long as it's there, you know? The message. The message is what's important, you know? Absolutely right. And I think once you... Once you look 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 at life like that, you'll be a lot happier, you know? Yeah, I'll take one of the things. You know, it's just... Excuse me. Yeah, just you know, it's it's a, it's a different way to look at life. I, in my opinion, it's a better way to look at life. You right. Know? You know, and I'm not gonna say one's better than the other, but for me, this way is better than the other, and it's convenient. Like I I don't have to make you know two hundred grand a year or whatever mm-hmm. to live a lifestyle where I think it's gonna make me happy or whatever. You know, they did a study between like being like a millionaire and being a hundred millionaire. In the level of happiness, it's like two percent better. <laughs> like it's not even that much better. Right. Between you know, um, like I said, that that division. They said what really the the, the point ha- where you get the majority of happiness. They they're trying to measure happiness in quotation marks, but they you know, I'm taking it from their work and okay. from the study. It even proves like you don't need to be the richest guy in the world to be happy. That kind of thing. They said that the number one key. That was that was satisfying is paying your bills off where you don't have to worry about having like a deadline type thing. Right. That pays everything. Once you get that, that supplies an immense level of happiness. Where anything above that is just like a slight difference. Where it's not that much better. You know what I mean? So it's just pretty much just eliminating any stress factor. That's what I think. Yeah. And but, and like my whole philosophy on life is suffering is a blessing. So maybe like how much better of a person are you increase if you don't have any kind of stress on you? Right. You know, a muscle doesn't grow because you're relaxing it. A muscle grows when you put stress on it. If you don't use it, you lose it. That is exactly right. You know, and that's just my mentality. No, but, no, I get you. Know you, you. But, but, but this, just the whole like money buying happiness of bullshit. It, it's not that big a difference after a certain amount. You know, it, it's just like you know, like all the dopamine. Like it's almost like like Thank you know, you. like say Absolutely. you know you. You pay something off, yes. Like that feeling of relief, it's actually just like a chemical reaction in your brain. You Tupac, know, Tupac, Tupac, Tupac said it best, man. I fucking love Tupac, and he's like, I love paying rent when the rent's due. You know, I that's kind of <laughs> dude. That's that's all too. And he's right. You know, there's something too that paying something that's satisfactory. You know, you get a certain level of accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Accomplishment. It's mm-hmm. just like you know all that stuff going off in your brain. Where yes, he like you know, like you know, that's 
have a hand, you know, a pat on the back, you know, you did something good. It's a goal accomplished is what it is. You know, and... And you can reach, but you can reach, certain, you know, if you set something that doesn't cost anything, when you put that a goal and you accomplish it, it's satisfying to you. you, know, you know? Depending on what it is that you value. Yes, as long as you exactly. meet, meet those goals, you know. That's 100% right, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like... But, you know, like, they teach their own. Yeah, you could say that's each their own. But I just, like, I feel like people too, people these days, society in general... Just put too much stress level on materialistic things. What you were saying earlier, right? right. Mat- materialistic things fade away, man. Just I'd work better. I'd rather spend whatever money earned on memories than materials. Absolutely. You know, I, I, you know, there's a. I can't tell you half the shit I bought that I don't use anymore. A few years ago, but mm-hmm. I can tell you those memories I had, some good drunk times with my good friends. You know that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Those, those to me last and. Made me feel better than it would before. And even more so, like I put them down to paper. You know what I mean? If I wrote mm-hmm. a book about them, or if I kept a journal about them, or if I even like we put on a podcast and we talk story, we tell stories about it or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Recently, I uh, I told a story about my friend Wang uh, with Brandon. You know, the last podcast, and I was, you know, it was that whole like sorry, I don't give a fuck. You know, oh, right, right, right. And I hit him up and I told him like, hey, you know, I mentioned you on the podcast and. And he checked out the podcast, and now he wants to, like, go back from the beginning. Like, oh, it's a, this is a great podcast. It just it came up organically. Oh, nice. It was, like, cool. But I was just, I was thinking about, like, dude, I have so many stories about so many friends from that era. And it was, and it was just, that's what I remember. I don't remember, you know, I remember the time I lost, like, $400 in a night, you know, just fine. You know, like, you know, stupid shit. I don't remember that crap. What I remember is the memories and the good times. And, the, and, and that's what, that's what. Uh, still brings you know uh, happiness to me now. Even thinking about those times back right. then, you know what I mean. They, it, it all that's what makes to me. Like I said, memories over materialistic, materialistic things have, matter to me. You know, um, and if you put value over them, you never have to worry about like you. It's less things for you to stress about financially. Right. You know why are you worrying about fucking buying a new car or why are you worrying about like who gives a shit what you wh- how people will look at you and what you drive. Like, you're, you're having a good... You're living your life. You had a good time last night, remember? Like, right. Try to remember that. You know, that kind of thing, you know? Right. Who gives a shit about the rest, you know? Uh, what's that, um... It was that scene in uh, Baby Boy, where uh, Ving Rhames is trying to tell him about, you know, I'm like... I'm not even kidding. And, like, probably, like, my top three favorite movies of all time. But what were you going to say? It, it's the part where he's uh, telling uh, Tyrese about, like... Uh, he's, like, giving him the speech about, you know, the butter and the something. Yeah. Where he's, like, pretty much telling him that, you know, there's things that, okay, you know, you might accumulate, whether it's, like, you know, cars or, TV, or I like, think he specifically. A t- something, a you know, like, yeah. okay, like, you get it, but, you know, like, in time, you know, they lose their value. They don't keep intrinsic yes. value, you know? Yeah. It's, like, focusing, focus, you know, on the things that will, like, you know, keep their value. Yeah. Like, art, and I forgot what else he says. Some things that increase in value, he says. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. And it's a fucking awesome speech, man. Dude, I, I, no shit, like... Top three favorite movies of all time, if not number one, man. <laughs> ba- I fucking love that movie, Baby Boy. A funny story about Baby Boy is, um, this is we're in uh, we're in Kuwait at this time, Camp mm-hmm. Victory, and we're on our way home. Okay, so we're it, you're kind of like the unit is waiting for a pickup, and but you're waiting for like three, four, or five days sometimes, and uh, we're just waiting to catch a ride from the Air Force, you know, because they're oh, fucking man. lazy fucks. No, no offense to any airman. Ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Hey, so we're waiting to catch a ride, and once they can fill our cargo plane big enough to hold our unit, and it's like our third day. But so where you go in the meantime, they have like a rec center, and there they got pool tables, they got like I think Xbox games, and they got like a like a home like a big movie theater, not a movie theater, like a a, a big TV with a bunch of DVDs, and uh, and then like a bunch of recliner chairs, right? Oh, okay. And pretty much everybody goes there to watch a movie, and I had a, I had a shitload of like. Um, I took all. I took a whole sea bag, which is those green bags. Uh-huh. Uh, like half of that was filled with my DVD. You know, I had a big DVD collection. Right, still do, right. But uh, so I took all my DVDs, and you know, and I, 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 one of my nicknames. I had two nicknames: Batman and Blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster, <laughs> Blockbuster was my second, my other nickname. Nice. If I would have gone now, my nickname would have been Netflix. You know that kind of oh, thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> to be relative to anybody, who doesn't, to anybody who doesn't know what Blockbuster is back. <laughs> If you don't know what Blockbuster is, uh, don't listen to my podcast anymore. (laughs) No, uh, but uh, anyway, so I had a bunch of movies with me, and um, um, I remember there was like like three people, like everybody's trying to do something, but they had like 
Saving Private Ryan on. Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know who put it on, but nobody, nobody wants to. It's like bringing Santa to the beach, that Dude, kind of thing. Hey, yeah. Nobody who, who nobody's watching this fucking. Nobody wants to watch this. We're trying to go home. Right. No right. one wants to be reminded of fucking gunshots and. Our, you know, <laughs> fucking motors hitting you. No, uh, I remember telling the dude, hey, can I change... I remember telling the audience, hey, can I change this movie? And nobody's even really watching that. I'm like, yeah, dude, change it. And I remember, like, I took it out of the DVD and I brought my DVD collection and I put Baby Boy on. Uh-huh. Dude, I see, within 10 minutes, the whole thing was filled. Like, and keep in mind, my, our unit specifically is all, like, like Mexicans and blacks. <laughs> so <laughs> it starts getting filled, like, oh, hell yeah, this is a movie. Dude, so it, it became one of these things where, like, after something cool being Reem says, we're like, yeah, you know, we're clapping, <laughs> we're doing shit like that. We're, we're going along with the movie. It's like we're watching Rocky Horror Picture Show at the New York or on Midnight. You know? Oh, gotcha. Sort of those For things. Rocky? Yeah. And I remember after it ended, uh, everybody going like, yeah, now that was a movie. Let's go fucking home, man. This, it made you miss home. And for that moment alone, Baby Boy will always have a, like, a, a special place in my heart, Not man. A special all. place in my heart. It just reminded me of home, and that that's the shit right there, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, man, that's, that's all, like, you really need, you know? You could be, yeah, like, man. you know, like a million miles away from something, and you just need just that little, that little, um... Like, it's not even a memento, because, like, maybe, like, not if it's, like, getting too specific, you know. I didn't exactly, like, grow up in, like, you know, South Central or anything like that. No, but, but we grew know, up in the hood. You know, yeah, we grew but, up in the hood. But there's, and, like, yeah, something so it. relatable. Like, oh, like, you watch it, like, oh, damn, that's home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, on, uh... I know that Swami. I know that grocery market. Exactly, yeah. you know? I know that Boulevard he's talking about. Yeah. Right, you know, know like, yeah, there's just, like, all these elements to it that just still strike you, like, mm-hmm. on that level. Where, you know, uh, I wasn't you know fucking trying to like sign clothes to like ladies on the street or anything yeah like you know what i mean <laughs> but i remember saying no to those guys trying to sell me <laughs> you know <laughs> but it, yeah. there's there's still that connection you know uh-huh. that's still 100%, that, that yeah. element that still brings you there 100 like, percent, yeah yeah man you know like i know what all that's all about you know that's like what i want that's what i remember when that was cool trying to fix up your bike or somebody's you know somebody <laughs> yeah. they were trying to make their low rider bikes yeah yeah people riding around that shit. Yeah. i remember like snoop creeping up to me and you know and actually i think that's died down now with the drive-through or the drive-by the thing. drive-bys yeah it's actually come down a lot which is Good, saying something good for the around the neighborhood, but yeah, I remember when I it was a factor. Really heard anything I remember when it was a factor. Every other night, you'd hear on the news like, "Oh, you know, whoop the whoop," you know that kind of shit. But it's, yeah, but you get desensitized just because it's so common. Yeah, know? but uh, but it's no longer a factor now, and I think that's a good thing. You know, you don't yeah, really definitely. hear about that, or you don't really see your. Uh, I remember it was you know, especially Jordan, like or uh, where oh, you know, he got caught bringing a gun to school, and then and you. For a while, every day you'd see a cop with a dog, you know, just checking, oh, you know, right, right, yeah, right, you know, that kind of thing, and you're like, oh, all right, whatever. You wouldn't think twice about it because you didn't have anything, but but someone every other day was getting caught with something, that kind of thing, you know. What is it that uh, um, that dog smell like after you fire a gun? What's that? Mm. What's that? Uh, uh I won't say corrosive. Um, um, not kerosene. Uh, like it's like sulfur, the gunpowder. Right, it's, a yeah, yeah. it's a residue that's left over on your right. thumb for like three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it uh-huh. lingers. Mm-hmm. Is that what they were like looking for? The, the actual gunpowder? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it, it wouldn't make a difference. I mean, if the no, no, no. If the dogs are there to smell a gun, they're 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 gonna they're they're like certain metal that's made from it or the um, carbon. That's what it is. Carbon, carbon? factor. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because uh, on the port ejection cover, uh, the bolt. Mm-hmm. It's made from a different metal type of oh, metal. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's probably what there would be trained to smell. Actually, I was just watching one of those uh, MythBusters. Oh, okay. And like trying to fool the dogs, like whatever. Like uh, you dip your drugs in peanut butter or or uh, bleach or, dude, the dog passed. Like you can't really fool him at all. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where like it busted everything. Like all the myths you heard about trying to fool the dogs. Uh, uh-uh, it's gonna find you if if you have something on you. It's gonna find you. Because, like, their olfactory sense is just, like, exponential. Oh, way more than we can even imagine, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was thinking about this between, like, who... I I was having a conversation with someone about, like, oh, dog person and cat person. Like, to me, it's not even the same level. To me, dogs are are a step above. There's only... I I mean, there's special... um, Special instances where, yeah, a different kind of animal will become a, a certain pet. But to me, dogs and horses... Uh, and dogs more than horses, but uh, are the ones that they have an actual job to do. You know what I mean? 
um, you're not going to place your cat as your <laughs> as your guard dog or oh, as your guard yeah, cat. Yeah. But a dog, you could. You know what I'm saying? And you're not going to have a cat that's a drug-sniffing cat. <laughs> but a dog, you will. <clears throat> a, dog ha- a, a dog can be a police dog, a drug dog, a hunting dog, a, uh, a guard dog, a C&I dog. Like, do- from, dogs have this amazing thing where they're able to help humans in almost every, like, um, way more amount of things that any other animals are able to do. There's something special with dogs and humans, that bond. There's mm. definitely something special. And, you know, I mean, I'm a huge animal lover, but dogs specifically, I really, really have, like, a super affection to. And it, and it, it and I think it says something, like, uh, in, you know, throughout all of history, they've been those things, they've been those guys, or dogs have been those animals that have been super, super, um, excessive and friend and uh supportive for humans you know to right to be as long as you train them right and it's not hard to train like i said you can make a c and i dog i can't there's i'm sure there's another job i'm missing but c and i oh dog sledding the i bit her on mm-hmm. you know the dog sled you, you put a bunch of dogs on your sled and they're doing this whole thing with you and it's creating this bond oh you. man like and you know the the white bull dogs the you know throw them on a skateboard they're skateboarding they'll send them on the <laughs> visually <laughs> awesome yeah i guess yeah <laughs> Uh, Air oh. Bud, they're, they're actors. Air Bud, if you really kind of you know what some more of the fact you're saying, but yeah, yeah, I'm saying you know. But um, I think they're I think they're they're special. They're special. Uh, reg- animals, obviously, as pets, you're gonna have affection. Yes, a pet iguana, you're gonna love it, obviously, to death. But dogs are something a little bit above above what every other pet in quotation is. You know, they're they're something special. They have they can do jobs for you, and they they have responsibility. You know what I mean? That kind of no, thing. yeah, I get you. I yeah. Get you. But uh, in defense of cats, mm-hmm. nothing against us because I like cats. Like, I have I'm a cat too. I have a cat too. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, um, they're guardians of the underworld, depending on what you believe. I always, you know? I always kept that for that. There's a little bit superstitious of me because for that reason only because I do have a cat, and I was like, oh, but they, um, especially during the time when I was getting, this sounds so stupid. Actually, we're almost time, but <laughs> when I was getting visited by. Uh, what I, you know, I, I don't know, it could be my mom, but angel of death type thing, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, the cat kind of like kept it. This is stupid. I'm here. <laughs> Actually, we're out of time right now. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we, can, we can talk about it in part two, but um, let, let's uh, let's finish this episode. We're over an hour. Do we have an outro or anything like that? Outro? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, bear with me. Just no, don't worry. Keep thinking about it. Uh, you know, I'll go on with the cat story, but I always thought like uh, ever since. Uh, remember Constantine where he's talking about how cats are exactly, neutral exactly exactly cats are neutral and even in Egyptian culture did I show you that book I had on Egyptian myths Egyptian myths yeah it was um, a cool book uh, I had I had bought it and it talks about how um, cat culture uh, where cats were, were worshipped as gods because they were believed to be the guardians of the underworld type thing okay yeah, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. really interesting and uh, like they kept that boundary they were able to walk between worlds and it, it, it was just really really cool it was, it was really interesting I'm not sure if you saw it, but if you get it, uh, it's called Egyptian Mythology. That's the name of the book specifically, yeah. All right, well, that that's our episode for the day. Um, we went all over the place, but in a good way. We haven't done one with it. It was just us two for a while. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It was good, man. I, I, loved, I love them. These are the best ones. So uh, stay tuned. We'll try to do one more part two. No more part threes. No more part threes. I think we agreed to that yeah, last yeah, time. Like, we've been trying to do that for the longest, but... We, uh, we, leave well, it in the comments, guys. Yeah, cut us off. Cut us off. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Snooze and Booze. Uh, I'm Steve, and I'll catch you on the flip side. I am Loaf, and keep glass full.